lot to ponder as St. John, he's referred to symbolically as the eagle because he just, in a sense, soared to the heights and depths of divine love and divine mystery. When you get to, the, you read the three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and they're kind of telling like the history or kind of a straightforward account of what happened. John is a little different and it's a little more theological. He's kind of deep in the things he recounts. And even today's testimony, it's worth reading like lots of times because there's just so profound. Beloved, which he probably heard Jesus say to him so many times. My children, come have something to eat. Beloved, beloved. What was from the beginning, like God, Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the life of heaven, what was from the beginning, what we have heard, seen with our eyes, touched with our hands. I was thinking, um, raise your hand if you've seen God directly anytime recently. Not really, right? Anybody seen heavenly life poured out into a soul? You don't see it. You've never seen it. Even Jesus said, no one has ever seen God. And yet it's made present to us, made visible to us. And I just appreciate how St. John, well, by the way, you, you jump from Christmas and the birth of Jesus and all of a sudden the reading, reading today is like the tomb. The whole thing. But what I love is that like, he's, it says he saw, and because of what he saw, he believed in what he did not see. Seeing, touching, putting his hands on something led him to perceive and believe in Jesus alive, Jesus risen from the dead, Jesus son of God, Jesus the face of God in our midst, the kingdom of heaven present upon us. Like he touched something and what came from that was so much more that was unseen and yet for him more real than even the empty tomb which he saw. I don't want to get lost in you. This is, this is why St. John is so hard. It's deep. But like, we use the word now in hindsight, sacrament or sacramental. Again, that whole concept or model of reality that through visible, tangible signs, we come into contact with invisible, divine, heavenly presence, God himself, the life of heaven in our midst. That concept, that model, that we invented the word, that's fair. But the idea was there from Jesus himself. God is invisible, inaccessible, holy beyond us. And yet, what is Jesus? He is God made visible. To touch Jesus, human, carpenter, Nazarene, nobody, preacher, is to come into contact with heavenly life. Jesus is, you get, they say Jesus is the primordial sacrament. Because when you touch that visible, tangible person, you are immediately touching heaven on earth. When Jesus is born in a manger, heaven touches earth. The kingdom of heaven is open to earth. Invisible still, but we come into contact with it through our touching of Jesus himself. And so, per extension, by extension, like Jesus then gives us the sacraments, especially the seven ways, which the seven portals, that when touching them, especially like the most obvious, the Holy Communion, you touch this visible sign of bread and wine, but you're not just touching bread and wine. Invisibly, what you see and touch leads you to believe that you hold heaven itself, Christ himself, invisible, and yet all the more real, more real than the passing signs of bread and wine. I don't know if that helps, it's very deep, but it's, it's where our, our church gives us these gifts 
of the sacraments that are our touching heaven. You notice it says what we what we what we've seen, what we've touched, what we've testified to, like is the life of heaven. And in touching it, we have received joy, communion. This is a lot of deep words, but like it's important for us to realize our faith is something not just idealistic, mythical, mystical, like it's tangible. It's got touching elements. It's got a way that we as human beings, body and soul, not just soul, not just pure spirit, like angels, we are body and soul. God meets us the way we are, visible, tangible, and also towards more invisible, intangible, inaccessible. Don't get lost on this, but a Latin phrase, whatever you receive, whatever anyone receives, has to be received in the mode of the receiver. So if I want to communicate an idea to any one of you, I have to communicate it to you in the mode of you. I can't just mental telepathy like, don't you get it? No, I have to use your own way of communicating to get it to you. In whatever mode you receive, that's how I have to make you receive something. God wants to give you something. He uses your own mode of receiving. God wants to give you heavenly life, invisible, inaccessible, all these in things. <laughs> he has to do it in ways that you can receive. Visible, tangible, sacramental. So it's a law of the nature he created that the gifts he would give us would come to us in our own mode of receiving, which is where the idea of the sacraments, the, the term sacraments, is a model that fits the way he did this. Beginning with Jesus himself, through the gifts of Jesus, the water of baptism, that visible pouring out of, out of water does so much more than just visible pouring out of water. Coming here and receiving a little wafer of bread or a little sip of wine does so much more, invisibly, than what it seems like on the outside. I'm sorry, I always talk about transformers. More than meets the eye. Anyway, so we, we try to understand the mysteries of our faith. We try to understand, especially Jesus himself, the mystery of our faith. Mystery, right? Hidden from all ages and yet now made visible. Holy communion, that mystery of our faith. And all the sacraments that even now we enjoy heaven on earth. Even now, if we have faith to believe, we've seen enough. And the science point is to have the joy of that fellowship and communion that has been given to us. Amen? Amen. Amen. See, Theology 101. You're welcome. God bless. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Pray for us.